0: Hey all you queers, it's Ivy. And B, it's time for the final part of our pride series. So without further ado, pull up a chair and get ready to lick it up.
1: So to kick off this episode, in the previous episode we mentioned that we were moving some changes happening, and that's why the last episode was a little bit late.
0: Yeah, things are getting pretty chaotic on our end over here.
1: It is crazy. I'm moving back to Michigan.
0: I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. And I'm off to Boston for grad school. So, oh, fingers crossed everything goes well.
1: That is so awesome, though. You're going to have so much fun. Ivy has been talking about going to Boston since I've met her. And I'm so excited for her. It's this new chapter in our lives. It's scary, but really
0: exciting. It is. And I mentioned, or you mentioned last episode, I am a spiritual person, weirdly enough. There's just like a, I don't know, it's like a weird energy pull to Boston. I've I just got to go figure it out and figure out what this energy pull is and whether it's meant to be there or not.
1: And I think it is. Genuinely, you're meant to be there. We're going to figure it out. Time will tell, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the good news is that we didn't give each other ultimatums.
1: Oh, yeah. We're going to, you
0: know, <laughs> just be a normal couple and do a year and then move on with life.
1: <laughs> Speaking of
0: ultimatums. We didn't go into the finale last episode. I, my heart couldn't take it. I was not ready to I talk a about minute. it.
1: I Um, I will say my opinions have changed since watching the finale and the reunion. Is most of y'all probably? It's happened to most of y'all probably. Oh yeah, it happened to me. And my view on Yoli now,
0: specifically,
1: specifically Yoli. Um, I see her as somebody who is addicted
0: to being loved but is so lost and... It's like addicted to being loved to the detriment of not being able to love.
1: Yes. You don't know who to pick. It's like when Mal was saying that in the earlier episodes, I was kind of like a little confused. Like, what do you mean? And then I saw it firsthand. She did fall head over heels for Xander.
0: Mal was right. I know. It's just... I don't know. It reminds me... You had mentioned it when we were talking about it last time when we were kind of getting ready for this episode. She... Is almost like a high schooler. I don't wanna say that too harshly, but oh, she Yogi? is. Yes, in the sense that, like, she won't break off anybody for fear of not having someone to fall yeah. back on. It, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, when she took off the ring and was going to talk to Xander, my heart broke. My heart sunk because you know what Xander's first
0: thought was. If I you if looked you straight, walked straight up to the to finger, me.
1: Oh my God! Yeah, if you walked up to me without a ring on, I'd be you
0: like, hope- "This is the love of my life. Like, Everything's going to work have a out." Ring
1: on because you know that's the first place you look, and you see there's no ring, and your hopes go sky high, and then all of a sudden, well, I I did say yes. It's like, and where also, the f- is the ring?
0: Beep. Time out. We're going to talk about that proposal real quick. What the. F- was that
1: oh my god it was so awkward i had to get up and walk away same with it, the like, sam and ozzy proposal i had yeah, to get up and walk away that it's one, awkward
0: it just felt like mal knew she wasn't supposed to be doing that for her i don't know it why. was not the right move for her but she it like she almost needed yoli to walk away from her yeah and apparently that didn't happen. She was just playing in secret trips with Xander behind her back that yeah. she didn't figure out till the finale. Like,
1: um, And then you only tried to say like, well, did we even talk about that? Like, and and um, Xander Did I do that? Yeah. Mel looks at Xander and Xander's like, well, you didn't pick me, so screw you. Uh, yeah, we did talk about that. We were going to go on a trip together.
0: Yeah. And also, we're going to go through these really quickly. Xander's dealing with some stuff. Yeah, I feel so And bad. I'm not saying like they look bad. It's just they look-
1: defeated they look yeah beat.
0: she looks like she got the world just whipped her
1: a- and the show did i mean you look at all of them and it's like what the hell what were you thinking like why would you put yourself in that position it just i really had either, some hope you because either really you really want to get famous from being on that show
0: that's like the only thing i can well, think yeah of. because when it was like how do i say it when it was straight i say in air quotes What, the ultimatum? Yeah, I could not watch it. I hated it. I I thought it was the dumbest thing in the world. I never watched it. The only reason I watched this is because we're so deprived of gay portrayal in media that I lap up anything. Yeah, I lap up anything. But just why would you put yourself through that? It doesn't, the show's foundation doesn't make sense. Mm -mm. You go there, you do all this work, you learn all these new things, but to take the things you learned and put them in your relationship you have to get married you can't step out and go date for a little while longer to maybe, maybe to maybe create a successful marriage you have to do it right then and you're not going to automatically adopt all these new things you learned when you go back to the same person same environment same everything it takes time i just don't
1: understand like why you would even go on the show because if you're issuing an ultimatum, I think you got to look at your relationship anyway. I think y'all aren't
0: meant to be. No, like, I will say, when we started talking about moving, we were in the middle of watching this show, and it never crossed my mind. No. Never in my life was I like, oh my god, I need an ultimatum. Because also, we've been together as long as Vanessa and... Xander. Xander, they were together four years. We're coming up on Four. four. In September. So, like, it's just... They were together the longest out of all of them. Why are there all these ultimatums at two, three years? Be happy, live out your life. I get if you're older, but and I, I don't understand. Know. I Mal's, just, when Mal in the beginning was like,
1: I don't understand why we need to get married right now. Like I'm happy with you, I'm content. We can stay, you know, together. But I want to make sure I have my money in order, my job, my security. I get that. I'm the same way. Like, yeah, I we've had this
0: conversation way. multiple times that we both want to be independently ready to join together and create a marriage. Because a marriage doesn't just form with a piece of paper being signed. None of those couples were marriage ready. Not one of them. Not one of them. And also just like, it feels almost like self-sabotage. I feel like they picked couples that they knew were We're just going to cause the most drama. And then they said, but they're trying to get married. No, they're not. No, they're not. You just confused all these confused individuals. Even more.
1: And what really blows my mind was in the reunion, if you love somebody, like genuinely love somebody, you will never, ever tear them down. Like, you'll care for them. You'll love them. You wouldn't especially hurt them on purpose. Especially in public. And especially on national television. <sighs> Mildred coming at Tiff the way that she did. I I wanted to respect. cry for Tiff so bad. The fact that this woman looked at her ex-partner, who she was going to marry, they were engaged, and said, you were unemployed. Called her out for not having a job, calling her out for money. Th- ridiculous. That is something that we never needed to know. She
0: handled that so well. I can tell you definitively, I know. I don't give a sh- I would have If we were on TV, I would lunge at you so fast. Like, what the hell are you doing? They would have to pull me off of you. I would be livid.
1: I would, too. That's like, the most disrespect disrespectful thing. What I, is that? So,
0: after that, I, we literally had we to pause after that, and we, it took us two days to even finish it. That's kind of why we didn't talk about it. It
1: was really disheartening to watch that. And then also, I, I was so heartbroken for Tiff, and thank God Sam ran out there and gave her comfort. See, they're going to be best friends. They are going to be best I can see them being really good friends, Sam and Tiff, but I I can't believe Mildred went into Tiff the way that she did. None of the people sitting there, none of us watching, none of us, it had nothing to do with us. We didn't need to know any of that. No, it's just like... And bringing up her son, and it was just... uh, She uses her son and being a mother as this tool to make people feel sympathetic for. And in the beginning, she had me
0: hooked. I was like, yeah, yeah, I feel for you. And now I'm like, well. No, well, she appealed to all the motherly instincts that are in almost every woman. Mm-hmm. So that's- I don't know. Honestly, just overall, <laughs> that's how I felt about it. But <laughs> sorry, I'm being honest here. We said we we're going to be transparent it on was this. It probably
1: one of my at least favorites.
0: <laughs> Honestly, what was that? It was like, Two years ago, um, are you
1: the one? Come one, come all. MTV that was the best one on so MTV? far.
0: Like what? Bring that back. Don't do there this be a ultimatum crap. To handle
1: a lesbian too hot to handle or a gay non. Just a all better for
0: that- show for lesbians. Just because we u haul oh, and yeah. we do all that does not mean that we give ultimatums all the time. No, and the people that do, they need help. Don't put them on a show. Give them help. Yeah, they Jeez. need to break up. I had anyway. an accent came out. Okay.
1: <laughs> but anyways.
0: Yeah. Um, we're going to have to hop off that train. It's,
1: we can talk about that for a long time.
0: It, I won't even talk about it. I'll just yell. I'll get louder and louder. And I just don't want <laughs> I mean, do to do that to y'all's little ears. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, switching to a happier note, we are diving into the last part of this series. And thanks to this little book that Bee's sister actually gave her. Mm-hmm. Shout out, Coley. It's called The Little Book of Pride by Joanna Gray. And it's like a nice little coffee table book. Mm-hmm. It's literally for, a rainbow. It's adorable. a toilet adorable. read. A toilet <laughs> read. The, okay. Anyway, um, yes, a toilet read. So I want to hit a few topics out of the book just because there's some fun little facts in there. It's Stuff really- Stuff that I never knew. Yeah, it's literally just like history, fun little acronyms. It explains pride, essentially, and just everything queer. So we're going to talk about I say in quotes, the first modern lesbian. Isn't that cool?
1: Yeah. The fact that there's proof of this is really cool. I love that there's like a paper trail.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um, but she was a diarist and her name was Anne Lister. I'm pretty sure it's a diarist because they say like she kept a diary. So we're going to go with that. But her name was Anne Lister and she was born in 1791 and passed away in 1840. Wow. Yeah.
1: I can't believe 1791. Yeah.
0: I mean, with those dates, it's kind of obvious she was born when homosexuality was illegal. Uh, yep. And yeah. she was, again, obviously forced to keep her relationships hidden. Mm-hmm. But she kept a diary. Aha. And detailed her whole life, you know, sometimes wrote in code, which is kind of cool. But it was coded writings that described her love and affairs and basically just relationships with women. Oh. But it was all coded, so nobody knew. Interesting. Yeah, but later on, when people discovered her diary, they decoded it. I and then how they, pre- they did that. I know. But then they preserved it, and now her story is shared worldwide. 1791. 1791. And she actually had a quote, and it says, I love and only love the fairer sex, and thus beloved by them in turn. My heart revolts from any love but theirs. Yeah. So Oh, I love that. Her little heart runs away from hetero
1: love. Mine too. I get it, girl. I get it. Run. <laughs> run. Don't Morris, look back. Just run.
0: run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Essentially. But that was kind of my little spiel on our first modern lesbian. That's awesome. It goes to show kind of an every part of pride. We've mentioned flags and all of that, but terms were also a really big thing.
1: Yeah. Like for she secret, had like to, she used
0: Yeah, she had to code it and Essentially, like, terms were another way of code, Mm -hmm. and I know there were some in the book. So, Oh, yes.
1: I got them all right here, and I didn't show Ivy any of the meanings.
0: She wants to play a game. I want
1: to play a game. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to read the word, and Ivy's going to have to guess what she thinks it is off the top of her head as quickly as possible, and I'll either say if it's correct or incorrect. So, slang started to take hold in the early 1900s.
0: Wow, that was... Makes sense, I guess, but Mm -hmm. now we're talking 1700s to 1900s. Oh, yeah. So it took a jump,
1: and it was referred to as Polari. Interesting word. It was widely used in LGBTQ plus community. However, it was mostly used by gay men, and it allowed them to speak openly in public without the fear of retaliation by, you know, heteros. Mm. And in 1968, homosexuality was decriminalized. So the secret language kind of fell out, but there are still some that are commonly used today. Mm, is this where the game comes in? The game is going to start right now. <laughs> the
0: game begins in five, four, okay, go. So
1: you know some of these, but some of them I've never even heard before. So a basket. Case? Oh, wait, am I supposed to say <laughs> <laughs> What do you think it means in terms of- Oh, okay. A basket. I don't think you'll ever- An
0: orgy. This.
1: No, it's the bulge of male genitals through clothes. Why don't they just call it a bulge? Oh, wait. Well, it had to be coded. Okay. And then a bevy.
0: I don't know. That makes me think of a beverage, but I know we're thinking gay.
1: Exactly. A bevy is a drink. Oh. A bod.
0: A body? Yep. God, I'm so good.
1: Bold. Wait. Flamboyant? It's daring. These all, they are like synonyms. (laughs) Yeah. What do you mean code? You just cut off the Y of body. Okay. Anyways. So, butch
0: masculine
1: yeah masculine lesbian
0: a dish a snack an
1: attractive male or buttocks
0: oh (laughs) specifically the booty drag drag
1: clothes especially women's clothes sorry yeah
0: i just assumed a hoofer
1: they made it so much so why i'm confused
0: i don't even know i feel like anything i say is going to be offensive associated with that word
1: it's a dancer I don't they know. refer
0: to them as hoofers?
1: I guess I so. I guess that's
0: my insecurity of my big feet, but that would make me feel s**t. <laughs> <shit. laughs> it would. And then a naff. That one went right over my head. Bad or drab.
1: I don't understand What are just say What are these
0: words for? Why is it... Okay, keep going. Polari. Wait, that's the word I wanted uh-huh. to know. Um, I don't know because I didn't know it earlier. A chat or a talk. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So they referred to it as a chat or a talk used among our community. Yeah. Interesting. Right? And then glossies. What? Glossies. I don't know.
1: Are magazines.
0: I am very confused on why certain. I guess it was the time back then. Yeah.
1: Maybe it was like a specific type of magazine.
0: Yeah. Like a gay
1: magazine. I don't know. But those were some of the words that they used.
0: That's really interesting to see the types of words they used. How weird! I just don't understand the bod one. That one's really strange. I just say body,
1: but I guess because I'm like, if somebody looked at me and said bod, but I feel like maybe because we know the
0: word, they I guess like
1: back then created if you heard it, bod, they'd be like, huh, what is that? Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's so commonly used now that we know what it
0: means. But anyway, yeah, anyways. Let's so. keep on going. Um, we've also got some really fun LGBTQ plus days to celebrate. Oh,
1: so many. There oh are yeah. so many out there.
0: We kept it pretty short and sweet. We tried to get, you know, some big ones in there, but also some small ones that we thought were interesting. Yeah. These are in no specific order because I forgot to order them, <laughs> but they're kind of just all over the whole year. So, of course, everyone or most of you know that June is Pride Month. If you're here, you know that June is Pride Month. Mm -hmm. And it's the best month of the year, according to moi and B. So, LGBTQ Plus History Month is actually in October. International Transgender Day of Visibility is March 31st. Lesbian Visibility Day is April 26th. National Coming Out Day is October 11th. Pulse Night of Remembrance actually just recently was celebrated, and it is June 12th. And it's in honor of the Pulse nightclub shooting that sadly happened a few years ago. But another one is our Stonewall Riot anniversary. That is on June 28th. And then we have our International Drag Day, which is July 18th. International Pronoun Day, which is October 17th. I didn't know
1: that one.
0: I know. That one I really wanted to include just because, like, there's been so much crap going on in the world with people not wanting to use pronouns and blah, blah, blah. So... We recognize you. We see you. We see and you. we're going to celebrate you on October 17th. Oh, yeah. So International Day Against Homophobia, Transphobia, and Biphobia is on May 17th. National HIV Testing Day is June 27th. National Gay Men's HIV AIDS Awareness Day is on September 27th, though. So that one's just a little more targeted. Oh, okay. But yeah, okay. so there's so many more. It's not even funny, but we kept it short. Sweet. Tried to hit most of the big ones, a few small ones. And there are so many more. Go well, out there,
1: take a look on Google or wherever you find your information, because there are many, many more LGBTQ plus dates.
0: Yes, there a, are. In a year,
1: we're gonna transition into some positive little, you know, snippets of information of history. Ooh, some, take me there. So, some fun, cool history facts that I'm gonna throw at you. Okay. Miss um, Angela Ponce, or Miss Angela Ponce, or however you pronounce it. Once again, I'm really
0: bad at pronunciation. <laughs>
1: Was the first trans woman to compete for Miss Universe and win.
0: Oh, in 2018. Yay, Miss Angela. And in
1: 2020, Costa Rica. This one was so cool. Okay. I, I didn't know this one at all. You're dragging it out. In 2020, Costa Rica broadcasted live worldwide their first ever lesbian wedding.
0: What? They broadcast? Why didn't watch that? Hey, Mom, I'm famous. Why didn't (laughs) I watch that? Oh, my gosh. That is
1: so cool. That is so cool. And also in 2020, Disney confirmed their first bisexual character on a TV series. They did? It was called The Owl House. It was a bisexual female.
0: Oh, that's why I don't know it. I don't know that one.
1: Yeah, we never watched it, but that was like their first character not in the short film because I know they had a gay character in a short film but we're taking steps in the right direction I'm now we steps just right got to
0: get them to put it in some shows that
1: more people watch
0: and, exactly
1: and <laughs> yep <laughs> also in 2020 Norway banned all hate speech against lgbtq+
0: people okay so it's possible it's to possible. just ban it
1: yes yes aren't but, we a
0: progressive country but there's
1: You know, but there's hope and progress.
0: There is hope.
1: Even when you don't see it somewhere else.
0: I know. That's actually really cool. The Costa Rica thing. That blew my mind. That's a really great example of things happen even when you don't see it.
1: Yeah, that is awesome.
0: Yeah. So this next guy, he is absolutely fabulous. Amazing. You're going to see why in a second. I'm going to try not to butcher his name, but it's Carl Heinrich Ulrich.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Carl Heinrich What What With, my, with my
0: accent. You can't hear my S's sometimes. <laughs> but anyways, yes, I'm going to refer to him as Carl <laughs> because I know that one. But oh. he was born in 1825 and he passed away in 1895. Sadly, that's only 40. 40. Yeah.
1: Oh, it's young.
0: Yeah, but this is really cool. He was credited with possibly being the first gay man to come out publicly. Whoa. Talk about some pressure. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was a German pioneer for same-sex partners and civil rights.
1: Well, Germany, you know, hate to say it. Wasn't the best place. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but during this time, it was before, it was right before World War I. So Germany was. I'm glad eh. you
0: know your dates. Yeah,
1: it was right before World War I. So he passed away right before that. But I can't imagine, you know, even not even just Germany, but how harsh the world was about gay marriage.
0: I mean, it's still kind of hard. That takes harsh, some balls. Takes some kahunas. That takes a lot. <laughs> but it was said that he actually wrote essays that really looked into the gay male relationships and kind of all that it entailed. Really? Yeah. So as well as finding support and kind of urging the change from lawmakers in terms of treatment of like our community and things of that nature, he also had an essay collection called Studies on the Riddle of Male-Male Love. And that's male-male, by the way. Yeah. But it was remarkable in a way that it made people want to understand and want to explore themselves, yeah, which is really hard sexuality. to make people want to do. Yeah, people he made sca- it sound real good. Yeah, people scare <laughs> themselves. Nobody wants to look in most of the time. <laughs> but anyways, so I have a quote from him that I actually really liked. And it says, The prohibition of the expression of the sex drive, i.e. between consenting adults in private, Lies outside of the legal sphere.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm so
0: sorry, Carl. It doesn't anymore. Not anymore. Well, it mm-hmm. did it ever? But anyways, it definitely does not right now.
1: We're all up in the laws. What someone does behind closed doors shouldn't be anybody's business is what he's saying.
0: Literally, if it is your business, you must really hate what's behind your door. I'm like, <laughs>
1: why are you so concerned over what I'm doing? It's not concerning you. What are you, jealous? What is this? Either you're gay. Why are you know. thinking about somebody
0: else's sex? But I we got to gotta move on because we're going to keep it positive for sorry, Carl. you're right. You're right. Thank sorry. you, Carl. <laughs> Thank you you Carl. were great. We With, love you. Without
1: you, who knows if we'd be here?
0: Who knows where we would be? Who knows? But actually, kind of segueing from that was the first ever same-sex partnership in the
1: world. That's also documented?
0: Yeah, so there's been... This is so cool! When I was looking this up, there were so many, in quotes, first ever same-sex partnerships. Hmm. But this one claimed that it was documented first, so I took it and ran with it. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm letting you know how I came upon this information. Okay. So they made history in Denmark when same-sex marriage was finally legalized in 1989. Whoa. Oh, yeah. And I have so much respect for these two. I really, really do. But their names are a mouthful. They're so cute. <laughs> They're adorable, but oh my goodness. So their names were Axel and Igle.
1: And those are their first names.
0: Yes. Their last name was Axgill. So it was Axel, Axgill, and Igle, Axgill. So the Axgills, Axel and Igle. Axel and Igle. You well, got to get Axel. me off this train. I'm going to keep saying it over oh my and over. God. <laughs> Yeah, but... I
1: love their names, but anyways, that is so freaking cool.
0: Yeah, but let's go ahead and switch, because I know you had mentioned we were going to talk about Harvey Milk yes, this episode. Yes, the episode we mentioned Harvey Milk, and
1: he is a huge, huge reason why...
0: Why it is the way it is. Why
1: pride is the way that it is, and why we can come out. Yeah. And listening to The View this morning, okay? <sighs> y'all...
0: Don't judge us. We take their information with a grain of salt. It's just really entertaining.
1: And, well, we usually don't watch it. It's just funny that this one, like this one day that we kept it on, because I, I usually turn on GMA in the morning and we usually turn it off. And I actually left it on this morning and they showed a Pride book. It was a children's book and it's called Pride, the Story of Harvey Milk and the Rainbow Flag. And that's a children's book? And it's a children's book. It's really cute. I love the cover. And to top it all off, they gave everybody in their audience a free copy. Oh,
0: we love it. We love it. We love it. Right?
1: And then they segued.
0: <laughs> no, okay. I did hear this part. And I, y'all, I bolted out of the bathroom so fast just had to, get to watch this.
1: Y'all, Donald Trump
0: put up pictures
1: of his new merch on his website. And it's Pride merch. Mm-hmm. And there's two. Th- there was a shirt and a hat that he had a shirt on his website, and it was LGBTQ, no plus, for mm-hmm. Trump, and then the hat. It's his famous Make America Great Again hats, but instead of white
0: font, he made it rainbow.
1: And I'm Jesus. just like...
0: I know, but what was one of the girls, I don't know this girl's name, but she the said... Republican Yeah, because she was like, honestly, I'm sure people have a problem with this. And what did she say? She said, maybe just go talk to your king if you've got an issue with it. (laughs) I like that. I love that. I mean, he's doing it. But I mean, well, it's those, it's usually MAGA followers, like those heavy conservatives. Those are the ones that like freak out when they see a business or a church or anything with a flag outside.
1: Well, there's a reason why they have that. We've been such a minority. And a marginalized community. So by them hanging a pride flag outside, it gives us this sense of comfort and safety.
0: It lets us know where our allies are.
1: Exactly. It lets us know where we're safe and where we're welcome. Because also, I'm not going to walk into a bar that has a Confederate flag hanging outside. I'm not going to put myself or you in that position. No, it's... I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. And by making somebody else uncomfortable, I get uncomfortable. So I'm like, I avoid.
0: Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I just... I don't know. I think...
1: You can decide if you want to go into that building or not based on what they have outside of there.
0: <laughs> I think it's a joke. And I think we should move on because I don't want to give him any more You're of right. a platform. You're right.
1: You're right. I I'm don't sorry. like him. You're so right. We're going to continue on and talk about Harvey Milk. Hey. So, he was, as you know... Gay. Openly
0: gay. <laughs> oh, openly gay. Nice.
1: He continuously ran for office in San Francisco. Continuously? Like... Yes. He, he ran a bunch and didn't win.
0: Uh, of course he didn't.
1: But finally, he won a seat on the Board of Supervisors in 1977. Wow, okay. Honestly, though, in 1977? Good for you. Good for you. Right? And in 1978, he addressed... Everyone at the Gay Freedom Day Parade. That's pretty
0: big, right?
1: Oh, yeah. It had about 375,000 people in attendance.
0: Wow. He's That's
1: incredible. He was in his platform to urge the need for gay men and women to make their presence known and felt in public life. And unfortunately, he kind of knew it was a possibility of happening. He was assassinated a couple months later on November 27th of 1978.
0: But you had mentioned two different quotes from him, and I really hope you remember them because I want everybody to hear them. They were so great.
1: Thankfully, I wrote them down. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yeah. So I don't have to remember them. The first one I love. He says, a gay person in office can set a tone, command respect, not only from the wider community, but from the young people in our own community who need both examples and hope. That's
0: beautiful. That's absolutely
1: beautiful. Beautiful. And very aware. Exactly. Very aware. He knows what he's doing for our community. He knew what he was doing. And going back to what I said earlier, he kind of knew how his life was going to end. He ended up recording his own tape in the event of his assassination.
0: That's so sad. Could you imagine just even thinking it was a possibility that you would be assassinated? No,
1: I, I, I can't. I can't imagine it. I really can't. But He had a feeling that it was in his future. And this quote that he said really kind of makes sense all on its own. It kind of explains itself. But I'm just going to say the quote because it's one of my favorites. If a bullet should enter my brain, let that bullet destroy
0: every closet door. Let that sit. Yeah. Without him, who knows if we could speak on our stories, our experiences, or let alone just come out at all. Yeah. We probably wouldn't. No. We really probably wouldn't.
1: And with that being said, this wraps up our three part Pride series. Aww. Aww.
0: <laughs> I wish I had a aww button.
1: Aww button. It's like Sam for iCarly. Anyway, it's been super fun being able to dive into all things pride this entire month and celebrate with you all. It's been amazing. I have learned so much more than I thought I ever would about our community. I
0: I think my head's gonna explode from knowledge and I'm not mad about it. <laughs>
1: And we owe a huge thanks to all of the humans that we mentioned over the past three weeks for having the freedom to live their truths so we could live our own.
0: That's a really beautiful way to word that. But yes, thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: (laughs) And all we ask is that you guys take this information with you, recognize that these people opened all of these doors, closets included, (laughs) for our generation to live out and proud. And now it is our turn.
0: Yeah, I mean, we got to turn around and help the people behind us too.
1: Exactly. We got to make sure that for our generations to come, they can be able to come out of
0: the closet and live a happy life. And know that they're going to be okay.
1: And they're safe. Yeah. Yes. So stay tuned next week. We get a little vulnerable and share our coming out stories with y'all. To round out Pride Month and to wrap up season one of Lick It Up.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. And as always, don't forget to subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also follow Lick It Up on Instagram and TikTok at lickitup underscore podcast and Twitter at lickitup underscore pod. And if you didn't catch those handles, they will be in our show notes for this episode. We'll see you next Wednesday.